This is the American Real Estate Show, and I'm your host, Tristan Almada. This show is an experience that happens typically through YouTube and plays into Facebook. Now it's a podcast. So this is where you're going to learn what the latest news is about real estate so you stay informed and you can make better decisions because at the end of the day, I mean, the American dream is still alive. Let's go. What a week. Let's talk about real estate. But first, look, if you're not if you're not open to listening, just leave right now. What I want to talk about is I want to talk about the real estate market and I want to use some of the data that we see, some of the news that we've seen, and also let's take a look at this with with a clear mind so that we do our best not to judge before we we have as much data as possible. And look, it's it's almost impossible to have all the data. But I'm going to be showing you, not only in this video, but in the past videos, what we need to be looking at. And when it comes to real estate, it really comes down to the demand, right? That's one, the demand and the inventory. And the demand is being played with right now by the interest rates rising. The inventory, though, is still significantly low. And you can go to different media. You can go to even some YouTube channels, some TikToks. And what they're trying to do is just trying to get you to click. They're trying to play on your emotions and your fear to tell you that the housing market is going to crash, that there's a bubble. But when you look at it, when you look at it and you listen to the economists and the people that understand where we're at, you realize that there's no crash. There is no housing crash. And let's start with that because I get tired of hearing that over and over and over again. Uh, let's take a look at some data. I will show you what, what you need to worry about. And I will also show you the things that you don't need to worry about, but that you can have a better grasp at understanding. And I want to start off first by showing you one article specifically by, I think this one's by the Wall Street Journal. So come with me as I take you through this little ride. And the very first one is this one. U.S. home equity hits highest level on record. And I'm going to just take my little picture off on the bottom left so you can read this with me. As we scroll through this, I've got some good information for you. The very first thing I want you to see, though, is soaring home prices have driven up home equity, but rising interest rates are making it more expensive to use. That's been the key. And as you go down here, I'm going to highlight some things that I want you to pay attention to. Because this, this right here, I don't think I've heard anybody talk about this part, right? And go, hold on, let me go back to that one. Nobody that I know has talked about this part in depth. And that's this, about 60% of equity was withdrawn via cash out refinances in 2021. That's according to mortgage data firm Black Knight, which we use them all the time, by the way. Homeowners are likely to turn to home equity lines of credit, said Andy Walden, Vice President of Enterprise Research at Black Knight. Borrowing costs on such products are more closely tied to the Fed's benchmark rate. That's the rate that they keep on raising today. It went up 0.75, which has moved less than mortgage rates this year, right? The Fed is expected to raise rates again at its meeting this week. Obviously, this was earlier today. They already raised it. But let's go more into this. The amount of tappable equity increased by a record 1.2 trillion. That's trillion in the first quarter of 2022. More than 11, more than 11 trillion, according to Black Knight. Close to 75% of it, though. This is the key here. 
Right. Close to 75% of it belongs to borrowers with a mortgage rate below 4%. I mean, that typically means, hold on, let me go back to this. That typically means that those people won't be touching that unless they absolutely need it. And you're going to remember that because we're going to go into a different article shortly. Black Knight defines tappable equity. This is important too, to define it as the amount homeowners can borrow while holding on to at least 20% of that. Why is it important, right? Well, look at what happened in 2008 when people were allowed to borrow up to close to 100% of what they thought, of what banks thought their home was worth because they were speculating that the market was going to continue to go up at incredibly fast paces. Right now, they can only let you borrow up to 80% of its value. So pay attention to those numbers. Now, that's that's this article right here as we go down We'll, we'll show you one example of a person to show you their mindset, to show you what's actually happening. English, that's the guy, had considered the home improvement work for years. But what happened is when the deck would have cost 40% less, and he said, but he didn't have enough equity to borrow against. And now he does. Obviously, equity has gone through the roof. And look what he said. He says, the equity in my home has shot up in the past two years. Mr. English said that definitely influenced my decision to tap it. Now, the only thing is we know that the interest rate has gone up. So refinancing now costs more. And that's the challenge that we're seeing right now with people looking at, okay, if I own a home and the rate has gone up, I'm going to refinance. But you saw that 60% of those people had refinanced and that could create an issue or could have created a big could have created a bigger issue if people that were refinancing or people that were buying property were buying property and the banks were just giving them money like back in 2006 2007 and what built up and then we had a crash so the fundamentals of borrowing are for the most part great now I'm going to show you some other things too that's number 1 and I'm going to put that article up in YouTube here this is the next one Americans are building a vacation home empire with easy money loan, right? That's the one I want to go into right after I show you this this other one, which you're going to love. This is the one I want you to be careful on. U.S. needs more homes, but builders may be slowing construction. That's the next one we're going into. And then let's go to this one. What the Fed rate hike means for your savings, credit cards, and loans. It's important to understand this. And this is, again, a Wall Street Journal article from today. It's important to understand this because we need to try to understand all avenues of the housing market and what the housing market affects, right? If we know, and here, let me stop sharing really quick because the housing market, real estate in general, which means mortgages, anything you see at Home Depot, insurance, anything that has to do with the housing market that takes up about 15 to 18% of the U.S. economy, of the GDP. And that's pretty huge. Real estate touches that much of our economy. And that's why it's important to pay attention to all that. Now, let's dive into this one. Credit card debt and other loans with variable rates are likely to get more expensive and should be dealt with first. This is the advice that this person is writing on, on the Wall Street Journal. I wanted to show you this because they're going to go in and say... It's important to really start thinking about what should be the optimal decision given that interest rate environment is going to change so much going forward. And that's the assistant professor at Columbia University. They go in and say other things like higher rates mean the cost of borrowing goes up 
And nowhere is this more true than credit card debt. That's number one, lower your credit card debt, they say. Now you go down, this is also consider the one true safe space for inflation that and volatile markets. Inflation adjusts adjudged government saving bonds or I bonds, which are currently returning at a guaranteed rate of 9.6 rates. That was good advice. Now we go in deeper. Just as you says, just as you should give priority paying down existing debt, think carefully before taking on new debt, such as mortgage or an auto loan. And I'm showing you this because now I'm going to show you something else as soon as we read this in blue. Mortgage rates, however, are based largely on yield of 10-year U.S. Treasury bond. It's just a little lesson if you didn't know. This rate is used as the benchmark for many types of loans, including mortgages. When the Fed raises rates, the increase pushes the yield on the Treasury note higher, which in turn pushes mortgage rates higher. That's how it works. Now, applications for adjustable rate mortgages are on the rise. Why? Because people can't afford the rate that we typically have right now, which is now in the sixes. And you see the variable rate or the adjustable rate is still in the fours and fives. So it's significantly less. Now, you may be thinking like, okay, so they're saying we shouldn't, we shouldn't be buying, right? Because look, Miss Ma advises house hunters to consider their own timeline very carefully. Waiting may feel frustrating in this hot housing market, but it fears of a recession ultimately come to fruition, then interest rates and house prices will likely move lower. That's what they're saying. Now, I want to counter that by just talking to you really quick. That's one side of the story saying, hey, houses can't go up forever. And it's true, they can't. But we've never been in this market. And the mistake that everybody is making is that we're comparing all of this data and reflecting back on 2008, even reflecting back to 1970 and saying, hey, look, look, stagnation. Look, look at what's happening. Inflation is super high. Interest rates went dramatically high in there. Look, the market that we're in right now, we've never as a generation, it's been 100 years since we've had a pandemic. The United States pushed in so much money that 80% of the money that's that's going through the U.S. right now was all pushed in in the last two years. That's insanity. This is why we have inflation, this massive inflation. The market we're in right now, we've never seen before. So we can't use a lot of this data that people are looking back and saying, there's a housing crash. I want to show you something that now people are saying back and forth. It's like, hey, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. I'm just going to let me pause this really quick because it's a video I want to show you from. And you may not like him. You may like him. Uh, I go up and down between liking him and not. But this is Dave Ramsey. Really quick. I'm going to just play this for you. All right. Let's talk real estate. A lot of folks are saying, I'm going to sit on the sidelines and wait on buying because house prices are going to go down. Let me help you with this. House prices are caused by one thing and one thing only. Supply versus demand. How many houses are for sale versus how many buyers there are. Buyers are fewer in a bad economy, a high interest rate economy. There's fewer buyers, but they have to be less buyers than supply for house prices to go down. That's not going to happen. Here's the real numbers. Here's data, not feelings. Let's talk this through. Five million more 35-year-olds right now in the millennial generation, prime house buying age, than there were in 2007. 128 million households right now 
In 2007, only 116 million households. 12 million more households operating that need a house. And yet there's a shortage of housing. In 2007, we had 2.1 million new housing. Look, we can go on forever on this one. He, he brings in data, the data that I've been bringing to you on almost a daily basis. And it's like, hey, guys, this is reality. We're, we've never been in this market before. And the demand in the inventory, hey, that's that's the big news. That's what we need to pay attention to. And what the interest rate rise is doing, it's just throwing out those people that just can't afford. But guess what? We have such low inventory that it doesn't even seem to matter in most places. And that's where I'm going to show you right now. Let's just dive into this next article right with me. And then I'm going to show you some actual data that Altos Research provides. The U.S. needs more homes, but builders may be slowing down in construction. How the hell does that help anything if they slow things down? Right? Think. Now, here we go. It says, a new poll conducted by National Association of Builders shows builders' confidence is significantly lower. Yes, it's low. We know that. But here's the thing. The U.S. is about 4 million homes short of what's needed to keep up with the demand. So even if the demand starts slowing down, guess what? We're still short. And after the housing bubble burst, many builders went out of business and construction slowed down. Now, yes, I've also shown you data that shows that there are a lot of new construction homes out there. But look, all of the other data is showing that the active homes on the MLS, those that are active, it's still low. And that's what I'm going to show you right after this. So you can keep track of this. Now, we're going to scroll down here a little more. I want to read these two paragraphs to you because they're important. And let me remove my little video. All this has many people wondering whether we might be in another housing bubble. That's about to burst. But most economics, most economists say while prices can't keep rising like they have and might decline in some markets, they don't expect a huge collapse. That's right. In price, in prices similar to one that caused a national and global recession in 2008. That's right. Still, there's a great imbalance in the housing market. There is. All the data shows that. And that's created a serious problem. Economists say we need millions more homes. You saw how many more millions. Especially, and this is the data that Dave is talking about. Dave Ramsey, agree with him or not? Economists say we need millions more homes, especially as millennials, the largest generation, right? And are trying to buy houses, many for the first time. That's right. But home builders are getting worried that if they build Nobody's going to buy them, which would lead to an even bigger dip in the numbers of homes in the U.S. That's the dilemma we're actually going through, right? That's that's the real stuff, because as I go into data and I'll just go and show you right now, if you don't have if you don't have Altos Research, go ahead and just do yourself a favor. Sign up for Altos Research, because what I do through Altos is I can pick any area. Let's just go to the worst one that says everybody in Boise, Idaho is going to die if you own a home, it's like going to be destroyed. The first foreclosure market, you know what? I can't even jump into there, but let me see if it grabbed it. Uh, national, you know what? As I'm going over to that one, it didn't show it to me. Let me grab it from my email because I have special access to that one. Because Mike, by the way, if you don't have, if you don't have Altos, go get it. But Mike gives us access. He's the CEO of that company. And what they do is they tie that data to all the MLS all throughout the United States and it's active data. So you see it like week by week as it's growing. 
And let me get it right here. Altos Research. Perfect. All right. Let me get this one. National Market. All right. Back to my screen. I am on here. Let's type in Boise. Let's just type in Boise, Idaho and see what pops up. All right. We've got now, let me zoom in for you so you can actually take a look at this. And yes, love Altos. Altos is the best. I'm just going to pick Boise and then I'll, I'll share a few other cities now. Boise, this is as of June 15th today. Buyer's market, usually they, they have, they have data that says, Hey, it's a buyer's market versus a seller's market. And that data is all in their notes. But right now it's still a seller's market here. Here are the real numbers for you, right? This way you don't, you're not wondering what the hell's happening. Here are the real numbers in Boise, Idaho. The median price is 579,000. It shows you as it's growing every week. It's updated because it's directly connected to the MLS. Medium prices of new listings, pr price per square foot. Here's what I want to know, though. Here's the data you should be looking at. All right. What's the median days on market? 14. Average days on market. Yeah, it's going down, right? 30. And then what about the price decreases? That's important to take a look at because the current sellers are like, hey, maybe we priced too high, which in this case, look what's happened just over the last month, right? It's gone significantly up. So there are a lot of price decreases. But also the thing that ties to a healthy market for selling for real estate is how's the rent? You ever think about the rent, how those two things are correlated? Like if I can buy a home and the rent is equal, then why wouldn't I if I can afford it, right? Because the rent keeps on going high, especially with inflation. But if the rent is significantly lower, then why the hell am I going to move? Why would I move if I'm happy paying $600 a month and Owning is going to cost me $2,500 a month. It doesn't make sense. So those two things are correlated. Remember that part. Now, as I dig in deeper, there's also a different section at the bottom of this, and it segments the markets for you. And this is important because it tells us, because every market is a little different, and even each market, as you segment it, you have different positions, right? You have the top, the high end, and the lower end. Now, let's take a look at the high end, which is a million one fifty. Scroll to the right, 21 days on market is the average. 427,000, the lower price point, you have 10 days on market. Yeah, that's what's happening. And I can go through the whole United States and do the exact same thing using Altos, right? And so you think it's like, well, what's really happening, Tristan? Well, it's the same thing Dave's telling you. There's a lack of inventory and the demand is there. And people are still buying homes. Think of six... Six and a half percent interest rate. Now think of inflation. Yeah, inflation is significantly higher than the interest rate, right? Start making sense of the data you're reading and stop paying attention to the bullcrap you're, you're hearing from all of these other sources. It comes down to the simplest thing. Don't overcomplicate it. Supply and demand. That's what it comes down to. And I can keep on going here. And look, I'm going to say one more thing that I want you to pay attention to, because this is important. If we look at this, Americans are building vacation home empires with easy money. I want to talk about that quickly, because now you have companies like like Arrived Homes, which which uh, Amazon invested in. Arrived Homes gives you the ability as anybody, you don't even have to be a credited investor, to go in, put in a hundred bucks, two hundred, a thousand dollars, whatever, and buy a home and be part of this 
investment club on buying single family residences all over the United States. And that's not the only company that's doing it. In the first quarter alone of this year, 18% of all purchases were by investors. And a lot of these are being sold, just like that article I just showed you. They're being sold to investors that are now going to Airbnb, short-term rentals, long-term rentals. And we're never going to see these properties come up for sale again. What does that do to the inventory? It eats it up. And why does it make sense? Because Airbnb is so crazy. When a property would normally rent for $2,600 a month, now all of a sudden Airbnb gives you triple that money, right? And there are some loans that are being given out to these investors based on that future income. And those are risky. So I need you to pay attention to those things, right? And look, I've got some great comments here. I heard this summer is a buyer's market. Also, didn't Redfin let go around? Yes, exactly. Look, Redfin did let go of people. And so did Compass. And so did Zillow last year. They let go of like 2,500 people. And I bet you it's still going to happen. But what we need to go down to when it comes to that is they're going to do whatever it takes to survive on that side. But I can tell you something. The numbers show exactly what I'm telling you and what Dave is telling you, Dave Ramsey. It's the inventory. It doesn't lie. Those are actual real numbers. Now, will eventually, will we catch up? Maybe, maybe this year, maybe next year. Look, if we head into a recession and then shit happens and it gets worse and then this war expands and then other things happen, I don't know. But where we're at right now, demand and inventory, hey, it's still, it's still incredibly healthy. And that's why economists are saying, hey, whoa, you know, it looks like prices are still going to continue to go up, which is nuts. That's what's happening, right? So what's up, JD? I want you to pay attention to the data. I want you to throw out these emotions and say, hey, the housing market's going to crash because I feel like it's going to crash. Like it just makes sense. And I want you to put that in pause and say, we've never been in this market before. Never. In 2008, 1970s, 1980s, it never existed. We are in uncharted waters. And I want you to pay attention to everything that's happening, including the stock market, if you can, including what's happening with the rate, including what's happening with inflation, recession, a possible recession. It looks like we're going to get into one in the next two years, a year. I want you to take a look at all these things because it all matters. But right now where we're at, I'm going to sound like a broken record. Demand and supply. Pay attention to it and stop listening to all these people that are trying to sell you gold, their courses, whatever they're trying to sell you just by having you click on their thumbnail. I'm not selling you anything. Hope you have an awesome day today. Keep on coming back. I do this for free. I research a ton. I talk to economists and I just want to bring you some, some clear information here on what's actually happening with real data. Hope you have a, yeah, yep. Lost thousand last, exactly. Crypto. Come on. Come on, everybody. Let's get real. Have an awesome day.